Today on Lockdown Red Wings, Scotty and I preview the Detroit Red Wings trip to Florida and the possible return of Jacob Vrana. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Was that a fork? To <laughs> <laughs> swallow. It was a fork, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. Um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, when the intro is playing, I can see Scotty, but he can't see me. So he always like does this, <laughs> like these little things, just to try and get under my skin. And and it, I don't know if you guys have it seen works. that screenshot of Scotty with sunglasses on, <laughs> where he's like just he's got this smug look on his face and i look absolutely exhausted that is accurate that is how i feel on a daily basis when it comes to dealing with my co-host or my fellow host scotty bentley daily basis uh you know what i i i, I take pride in that a little bit <laughs> uh welcome back to lockdown red wings podcast we are your hosts brian fisher and scotty bentley scotty also hosts at lockdown tigers uh still no baseball season so that's fun yeah, no. Today we uh, today's episode we compared the 2003 and the 2019 Detroit Tigers. Oh wow! Sounds like a really fun episode. And actually, I, I had a blast with it. Yeah, we actually ran long on time because I was having such a good time with it. Like well, for real, you, you talk so. a lot. I do. I do. I mean, I'm. I feel like I shouldn't be talking. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't be talking because you talk a lot. Is that why? Yeah. Yeah. yeah precisely. Ha! <laughs> I got him. Thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. Scotty, today's episode, uh, Red Wings have two games this weekend, one on Friday, one on Saturday. Uh, first game is against the Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa. Then the next day, they go to, I, I'd say they go they go to Florida, but Tampa's in Florida. But they go to play the Florida Panthers at their home arena. And uh, it's going to be a tough little gauntlet for the Detroit Red Wings because those are two very good opponents. Florida Panthers finally living up to expectations this season, which I think we've mentioned before. Year in and year out, we keep hearing how Ekblad and Huberdo are going to you know, finally come to fruition. They finally have. Huberdo is honestly a heart candidate. He's been fantastic this year. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are back-to-back champions, still very much a powerhouse. But let's start with the first game, and that being Tampa Bay Lightning. And I think the most pressing thing to bring up when regarding uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning is that the Possible return of Jacob Vrana is, well, possible. Looming. Yeah, it's looming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you said you saw something before we recorded. Yeah, no. So uh, yesterday, I believe, what the time of this recording, two days ago, um, there was some comments made by Blashill about Vrana. And, you know, we, we were told kind of all season that February would be the month, you know, it was early February, then it was mid February, then it was late February and now it's March and he's still not back. But, uh, you know, people asking questions about it pretty much every chance they can get still because it's, it should be soon. And, uh, based on what we've been told and he, he was straight up asked, what about a return this weekend? Uh, cause there's been some rumors in, in practices that he might not be wearing a, a, a non-contact jersey anymore. And with 
uh, with, with those questions going Blashill's way, he, uh, he, he pretty much said that there still was some doctor approval that needed to be had. And, and, uh, but he was asked directly about this weekend, which even if he doesn't return, it doesn't sound like he is. I feel like we, there would be a lot more momentum and we would kind of know about it a lot more, uh, if that was the case and, and, you know, making your debut traveling to Florida to make your debut is maybe a little weird. Um, but I think the fact that he was asked specifically about this weekend's games and, and, the possibility of him returning that means that there is a general consensus that he's he's close, close. Yeah. and uh yeah blashell's response was uh they needed some more tests to be ran needed uh a, f- a few more clearances from some doctors and that he would keep everybody up to date as he found out information so it, it doesn't sound like this weekend is is gonna be a thing i i would be shocked uh quite honestly if it was but the fact that we're starting to ask game to game now, like, hey, what about next game? What about next game? I, I do think that this is no longer a, oh, it's kind of close. Like, I, I think it actually is close for the first time all season. Yeah, I caught a bit of the practice a couple of weeks ago, um, snuck myself down there, and he wasn't wearing a contact jersey then. So I was like, mm-mm, mm and uh, on my way out, I caught Max. The non-contacts go hard, by the way. Yeah, I would cop really one nice. of those in a heartbeat. What? The light, the bait, <laughs> the powder blue? What are you talking about? Like a um, dummy. I caught Max Boltman on the way out, uh, or he caught me, rather, and, and I asked him about it. I was like, you know, when did Verona stop wearing the non-contact jersey? Does that mean, like, indicate that he's close? And, you know, he had indicated towards what Blashill had mentioned uh, about a few days prior that, just because he's not wearing a contact jersey doesn't mean he's not close, or he that doesn't mean he is close. It, it's just this con- starting to just he, him being out of a non-contact jersey means that they can start doing contact, but it doesn't mean he's full contact. So they're getting him up to game speed essentially. So like exactly what you're saying, now they're getting closer, and we can ask game by game, not week by week or month by month. And if you look at Jacob Vrana. And him coming back to the lineup, what he does, I mean, he instantly adds, I mean, a huge scoring surge to this team, uh, but also increases the depth on this team enormously. And we've kind of touched on it in the past, but now that it's getting closer to reality, I feel like it's, it's a good time to actually like map out, I mean, at least what your top six looks like with Jacob Vrana in the lineup. I, I think, honestly, I think that... The bigger question is what the bottom six look like with Verona in the lineup, because I I think you have to put them at top line left. I, yeah. I think that that's that's the spot for him. Uh, you're you're gonna have Raymond on the right. You're gonna have Larkin in the middle, and I I think it's pretty much impossible at this point to break up Guelph. So I I think he has to be top line left, and I I think the bigger question is honestly what happens to the bottom six and. Uh, I, I mean, having a third line, again, like you said, we've talked about it so many times, but ha- having those players, not only is it great to have Jacob Verona just because he's an instant scoring threat, it's great because of the amount of depth that he is indirectly going to, or I guess directly going to provide this team. That, that You could be looking at a third line with, I mean, Valeno... Zadina, Vlad, that's, that's exactly that's, what I just wrote down. 
that's a hell of a third. Or or even if if you don't want Valeno maybe to take on that big of a role and be a be a three C right away. I mean Rasmussen, Zadina, Vlad is still a, a oh my god Rasmussen a solid. You know what I mean? Like that's a solid third. Well, I, I mean just... it, it really it, it really is. Uh, and, and then like even your fourth then. I mean that even even your fourth then. You know guys guys potentially like Valeno or Rasmussen or. Or, or, or probably not Vlad at this point, but either of those two guys be on your fourth line. I mean, the depth that he is going to to provide by being back, it's much more than just one of your best scores is back from injury. You are you are creating a, a much deeper team as well. Yo, no, you're 100 percent right. While you were talking, I guess I wrote down some mock lineups. I had I like there's here's the other problem is we have too many forwards at this point. Rana coming back. Wait. Ahead, Ahead, we have two, yeah. Center ahead depth the, is a problem, but yeah. well, I mean, we can have a center depth problem, but still have too many centers. Um, sure, on the fair. roster, very fair. This team ahead of the trade deadline is going to have to make some decisions. I think it's probable that Verona comes right comes back right after the deadline on the twenty first, just so they don't have to worry about like you know scratching and waving people. Um, but like I, I wrote down a mock lineup of Verona, Larkin, Raymond, Fabry, Suter, Burt, easy, easy ones. And then your third line is exactly what you had suggested. Valeno, Zadina, Vlad. And then at my fourth line, I put Rowney, Gagne, and Ernie. And I put those three guys on the fourth line because last two games, they played fantastic together. Like they've yeah. been a, a no, positive impact offensively and absolutely. defensively from the fourth line against Toronto and then against the Carolina Hurricanes, who are two very power, like very big teams in the league. You could argue Carolina is even a powerhouse at this point. So, and then I completely, like you said, Rasmussen, I was like, how could I forget right? Michael Rasmussen? And you know, maybe then you bump Rowney out because I'm not comfortable. I, I, with how good that fourth line's playing, I still wouldn't want to bump a young guy like Valeno out unless you're sending him down to the minors, which you could do. But now you're going to have like this rotation of you have excess of forward depth down there. Not might not be good depth all the way around, but you have an excess of forwards, which is yeah. why also it kind of leads me to believe maybe Scotty he won't actually return until after the deadline, so they don't have to worry about pushing guys back and forth. And maybe that's why a guy like Vlad Nemesnikov is getting first line minutes uh, against Carolina. And a guy like Thomas Grice is getting more starts. And a guy like Nick Letty is getting top pair minutes all of a sudden while Danny DeKaiser is getting scratched. I mean, with the trade deadline looming, players are starting to get looks. And so I'm starting to think maybe even though he's close, he might not return for a couple more weeks. Yeah, and, and that's totally fair. I, I do think – I think, yeah, the possibility of the Vlad trade if, if Verona comes back and he's established and healthy, that's – that's a that's an interesting call. I, I like the idea of that. Yeah, I, I think the the best thing that the Red Wings can do to if they want to get Vlad or Vrana back quicker is to start feeding him some built bars. Man, um, that was good. I didn't even see it. I didn't even see it. He's slick with it. He's slick with it. This is the time of year that we've pretty much all given up on our New Year's resolution New Year's resolutions, but not this year. We are gonna stick to this resolution, eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like you're not it's not really a resolution because they actually taste good. How many protein bars do you eat? You bite into and you're like, this is gross, but I gotta power through it because I need to get chemical spill esque. Chemical spill esque, but not built bars. Not only are they gonna taste good, they're gonna help you get swole. Right, Scotty, help you get swole. Swole. Uh, like Brian. <laughs> And, yeah, and not like me. Uh, He's the enforcer for a enforcer. reason. He eats built Bars. <laughs> Have you tried their Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of their best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not, or they're not just a protein bar. 
Uh, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Just like Built Bars, they're low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bar with these. They are better. Typical candy bar has anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com and scroll down their macros chart. You'll be blown away. High-protein, low-cal, high-fiber, low-carb. Most protein bars, most Built Bars, rather, contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Uh, Scotty, now let's dig into the, the meat of this Tampa Bay Lightning preview. We're assuming Vrana doesn't return. If he does, pleasant surprise, uh, and that's going to be huge for the Red Wings. But regardless of Vrana here, Vrana not here, this is an intimidating matchup. This is the last time these two teams played each other, Scotty. Opening night, and the Red Wings blew a massive lead. Bertuzzi had four goals in that game, and the Red Wings lost. Yeah, that was, uh, that was yeah Ned, Ned's first game in that. that was, we always pointed to that game, and we were like, hey, after game one, he's been fantastic, <laughs> right? Like, that was always the clause. We were like, you know, it was – it was the end of uh, end of 2021. It was like mid December. We were like, man, if you just take out the first night, that's got like a 9:30 right now. But that first um, night was dragging him down to like a 9:13. Yeah, that first night was tough on him though. Um, no, I mean this is uh, you know a, a powerhouse, a perennial powerhouse of a team. Uh, the fact that they have managed to keep so much of their core intact, and not only that, but I think one of the most impressive things about their sustained success over the last few years is even when they do lose somebody, somebody else steps up, man. Like it's just a, it's, it's just a, a, a they're just cranking yeah, out no. just like unbelievable production out of, out of anybody. And it, it's very much a, a, a system in the least disrespectful way possible. It's a system and it's, it's, it's very, very impressive. The one cool thing, Dylan Larkin would be leading the Tampa Bay Lightning in goals. Let it be known. But <laughs> that is also really, I mean, that's just been Dylan Larkin this season being top 10 in goals. Um, just an unreal season from Dylan Larkin all the way around. Love that man. The Tampa Bay Lightning, to your point, like you said, there's always been a man to step up. Like Stamkos goes down, Kucherov steps up. Kucherov goes down, Braden Point steps up. There's always a player on that team who steps up, and there's such a well-rounded roster. You know, I just listed their top three forwards, but they have a perennial Norris Trophy winner in Victor Hedman, who was not drafted by Steve Eisman. I've said that before, and that was factually incorrect. He was not drafted by Steve Eisman. He was there, I think, a year before Steve Eisman came in. But all up and down that roster, they have trophy winners. Stanley, they're all Stanley Cup winners. Yeah, Vasilevsky is a multiple-time Vesna winner. I mean, this team, top to bottom, is stacked. They're dangerous. I mean, they're second in the Atlantic Division. Their record is 35-12-6. Stamkos has 60 points in 52 games. Victor Edmund has 51 points in 53. That's their their, def- their best defenseman is their second highest scoring player on their roster right now, which is insane. Absolutely. When defense is scoring at that rate, but also winning the Norris Trophy because they're great at defense. Like you got a, a exceptional talent. You got Alex Kalorn, forty-five points at fifty-three games. Braden Point at forty uh, points in thirty-nine games. Kucherov's been back for a little bit now. Uh, he's only got eighteen games played, but he's still, you know, he's still Nikita Kucherov. So yes, there's a team all the way around that you cannot overlook, especially if you're the Red Wings. And I mean, this is a team 
first of all, can we mention how BS it is that the Red Wings played them opening night and haven't faced them since? And so now they're with the remaining schedule, they have to play the back-to-back champion Tampa Bay Lightning three times in the last month and a half of the season. You know, if, if we were a lot closer to Boston, I'd be a lot more upset about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's bull it's bullcrap. Either way, it is. no, it is it, either in way. The same but. vein, strength of schedule, it, it sucks, but it doesn't matter because you got to win hockey games, and win uh, hockey games. That's that's how you win a Stanley Cup, right? You win hockey games, and so it doesn't matter who you're playing. You got to beat them. <laughs> you come here for that kind of analysis. It's silly, <laughs> but it's right. It's accurate. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me, am I wrong? Am I wrong? wrong? You're gonna tell me you're that gonna I'm, tell wrong? Me I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Great reference. A reference bright God, everybody. Yeah. I I literally was watching that video on loop like a week and a half ago. I came across my feet again. And I'm like, oh, it's so great. You like that I'm not wearing a hood today? I didn't even notice until you mentioned it. It's the first time in easily month over a month that I haven't worn a hood. Honest to God, three quarters of our podcast I st- I spend on other tabs. <laughs> wow, doesn't want to look at me. It's all right. I mean, it's kind of rough to look. You get at. my undivided attention, but it's fine. Yeah, well, you know where your priorities lie. Um, <laughs> good lord, uh, Victor Hedman, by the way, has an expected goals for percentage of fifty-seven point two three. That that guy, that guy controls the game on both ends of the ice. Oh god, if Moritz Sider could turn it's into a Victor bad. Hedman type, I would overly I mean, move. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, very much so. Um, X factor in this game, Scotty, what do the Red Wings got to do to win this hockey game? Uh, <laughs> great analysis. Uh, here we go. Goodness, I'm not sure. I'm not. Look, I, I don't think that there's one player that is going to be an X factor when playing against a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't think that it's one player is, is going to make or break the game. There is going to have to be uh, some big changes defensively. And if Ned let, – let Ned go out there for the redemption arc. Let Ned go out there so that he can redeem his opening night just implosion. Uh, so I, I guess, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go Ned hoping – I don't even know if Ned <laughs> – we got a back to back. Like who? Who even knows who's gonna who's gonna get each game? But um, you you know, if, Grice is gonna get at least one of these two games because one, they're gonna continue to see if well, it's there's a back any, to back. I mean, it's a back to back. Well, we we've had Nedeljkovic and Net for back to back. Oh yeah, the past this season. Sure. But that was when he was hotter. But also with the trade deadline coming up, they're gonna showcase Grice a little bit more for sure. You know, and like both. Well, we will get into the Panthers and then I, like both of these teams are are they're wagons. They're yeah, wagons. I, I guess I'll I'll go. I, I I I want Ned to get this game so that he can he can redeem his opening night blues. But honestly, I think that's what it is, though. I mean, like you're you're gonna need you're gonna need Nedeljkovic or whatever goaltender's in that to stand on their head to win this hockey game. Like that's just because of the team that they are. Now, now I'm not saying like there aren't other facets of this team that can really that could really come in clutch to help, but you're gonna need an all around team game to outplay one of the best in the in the league. But it's gonna start with your goaltending. Your goaltending has got to be in top form to keep you in this one as long as possible. And not to put all the pressure on Adelkovich, but and because the, the whole team's got to perform. But if your goaltender's not performing against a team that's lethal, I mean, you're in for a rough time. And that's just what it comes down to. 
That's just the way it is. Where the cookie crumbles. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full swing for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performances, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC. Uh, it's right to your, right to the Olympic coverage and information, I guess. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline. BetOnline. Where the game starts. You Scott. know, in uh, in, in oh. Tigers, I've started going bet online, like like <laughs> not intentionally. Like you're waiting for somebody to do it with you. I just like say it. I say it that way now, even though it's a solo show. Oh, it's kind of sad. Like you're missing me. Mm, I don't go that far. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> I guess we're doing this. <laughs> God, I cannot believe this, man. Here I am, giving him my undivided attention and looking only at him. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, to be fair, it's not like I'm, you know, goofing around with these tabs. They're, they're, they're purely analytical purposes. Oh, yeah. You want? Know I can prove it. I share screen. I share no, screen. No, dude. Let me ESPN tab of the Florida Panthers, me looking at their stats. So I can read it off. What are their believe stats? Believe it or not, I don't have their record offhand on my brain. Uh, yeah, the Florida Panthers. Wow, really non-professional of you, but oh come, because you <laughs> knew the Florida Panthers were thirty-six, thirteen, and five, first in the Atlantic Division. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, teams. you didn't give me a chance to prove that I did. I hate yeah. you so much. I hate this man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and by hate, I mean love unconditionally. <laughs> love you, buddy. Th- this team has the, the. I mean, the Panthers have the highest. They're the highest scoring team in the NHL. They are first in goals scored a game as a team in the in the league. So that's what you're going up against this weekend. Mm-hmm. The reigning back-to-back Stanley Cup champs and then the team that has the best offense in uh, the entire NHL. Well, also, so, don't, don't fun forget weekend. that. And Jonathan, it's a back-to-back. And it's a back-to-back. It's second half of the back-to-back. And Jonathan Huberto is on pace to get 100 points this season. He's got 75 points in 54 games. Mind you, he is a like he's getting all these points not by scoring goals. Like he's doing, he's scoring eight. He's got eighteen goals, which is respectable. Well, Connor McDavid gets hundred points by scoring like a million goals a season. Jonathan Huberdeau's got fifty-seven assists. The man's a playmaking machine. Sam Reinhart, Reinhart's really come into his own. He's got fifty points in fifty-one games. Alexander Barkov's got forty-nine and forty-one. Aaron Ekblad's got forty-nine and fifty-three. It's just it's it's like talking about Tampa Bay like. It's just up you know and down the roster to, wagon. To, to just show you how insane this offense is, they are 17th in the NHL in goals against a game. Okay? So they, they give up 2.8 goals a game. That's 17th. That's below league average. Right? And yet, they score so much, they are first in goal differential. <sighs> That's disgusting. <laughs> that's that's a testament to how they're they're scoring over they're averaging over four goals a game. At the yeah, moment. Huberto is third in the league in total points. He's four points behind Connor McDavid right now at seventy nine, and three points behind Leon Drysidel. So he is he is up there with the two best players in the NHL, and he's above guys like Austin Matthews and Johnny Goudreau and you know Kirill Kaprizov and Alexander Ovechkin. I mean that is. 
elite comp. It just it's been years coming for this Florida Panthers team, and honestly, I'm well, I'm kind of happy for them because that's been you know whenever there's been a team that's on the cusp of like being really good, and you keep hearing every year how they're going to be really good, and they never have. I always like part of me is like I love that underdog story. I'm like yes, they finally figured it out, and Florida Panthers are this year's. Carolina Hurricanes and yeah, Minnesota Wild sure. as well. Minnesota Wild and Florida Panthers are this year's Carolina Hurricanes, where it's finally come together for them and they're a legitimate threat. Carolina Hurricanes have been a legitimate threat for like what? This is their third season of that. But it's like it's a bunch of jerks. It's a bunch of jerks. It's finally nice to see these teams that, especially in markets where they're not like the number one draw. I mean, Florida's not really a hockey market. Admittedly, Carolina is not really a hockey market. Admittedly, I mean, the and to finally have these teams be successful is really nice to see, not just for those teams and those fan bases, but for the league as a whole and the growth of the sport. I mean, it, sure. it these are the types of things that get people to want to play hockey. But that's a different topic. Yeah, We're well, no, but, but you can, I mean, you know, you got a little bit of a Florida rivalry going if both teams are good. That'll be fun. Uh, but you can go back and... Uh, one of Nolan and I's last episodes, um, we were like previewing some, t- <laughs> we were previewing some teams, uh, doing some like crossovers with other locked on hosts and previewing some teams. And we took a look at the Panthers and it was, this is, I mean, all what we were saying, we were like, man, like they like ceiling wise, like this team could be, could be great. And, and we've been waiting for like two years now for them to hit this ceiling that everyone's been talking about. And this year they finally did it and they have exploded onto the scene. It's been disgusting. They've been really good. And it's just, if you're the Detroit Red Wings, I mean, also we didn't even talk about Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay lightning goaltending situation. That's, that's, that's a, another part that's disgustingly hard to about these two weekends. Let me tell you, if you don't know my love for Bob, you you're gonna learn. I one, actually, of, one of my favorite players in NHL history. Like I'm not a Bob fan. Yeah, that's why you. I don't know what. Uh, no, but like legitimately. So I mean, my buy. I have a grudge against Bobrovsky because I drafted him in my fantasy league a year huh. after he won the Vesna, and then he stunk. Yeah, with he Columbus. That. Um, but that he's but that's that's my point going forward here though is. He's a very hot and cold goaltender. Season in and season out, he's different. He's a different goaltender. Last so. year, it was supposed to be the year that the Florida Panthers were going to be real. And then Bobrovsky stunk. And people were like, why did we pay him $10 million a year for him yeah. to just crazy sit in that contract with an, with an yeah. 8-9 save percentage? This year, we're back to Vesna caliber Bob. I mean, he's got a 9-20 save percentage, I believe, right now. 9-16 save percentage. And he, he better be because Spencer Knight hasn't had a good season. So it's nice that, you know, after they lose Uyghur to, or is it Drieger? I There's a Drieger and a Uyghur. That after they lose him to, in the expansion draft to uh, the Seattle Kraken, that, you know, Bobrovsky was able to bounce back and become the dominant goaltender goaltender that they thought he was. Especially the Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been, right, he hasn't been Vesna. I mean, no, been, he hasn't. Been solid, you know, he's, he's, he's been a starting got, goaltender. Right, yeah. He. I mean, and, and again, with how insane this offense is, he can put up a nine ten, a nine twelve, and and be, you know, more than enough for what they need. And and we've seen Bob do really well in the postseason. We've seen Bob do really poorly in the postseason. So like going forward for them, I mean that's that's what it's going to come down to uh, when the playoffs roll around. But but yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a big Bob guy, and 
It's man, Ned's save percentage dipped below 900. I'm not surprised. No, it, no way it did, though. Wait, really? The what I'm looking at says 899. No, mine says 903. Are you looking at five on five only? Mm, maybe check all situations because ESPN has them listed at 903, which would make okay. sense because this last game, this last game in Carolina Hurricanes, he faced right. yeah, uh, yeah. 30, 30 shots and made 27 saves for a 900 save percentage. So, so dip below. Well, I mean, so the goalie situation that game, if we get Bob, I mean, if like Bob versus Grice, is that, I mean, we're assuming it's, is he, it's hard to predict. Whatever one doesn't play in the first game will be the goalie for the second game. But um, that's a situation that ceiling wise, they they win the goalie situation. Oh, they yes. you know for peak of of talent. Uh, but Bob has off nights, and when Bob has off nights, Bob has off nights. So mm-hmm. it, it it might be a shootout. It might be a shootout. I know your next question is going to be the X factor, so don't even ask it. X uh, here, here's what's going on. I'm getting some slight, ever so slight, Oracle. Oh, feelings. been a while since we had this going on with with Joe Valeno. I like it. Just a, a, like ever so slightly. It's like it's it's a nice tickle. It's not a full feeling. It's just a light little tickle. A little tickle going on, and a it's a tingle. it's a little Joe Valeno action, and I I feel like feel like that that might be the, the Valeno game. I'm I'm down for it. Let's have a Joe Valeno game. We haven't had a Joe Valeno game yet this season. Let's let's the I, I'm let's do go Joe Valeno hat trick episode. Do it. We have we had a Sam Gagne hat trick episode. We've had a hat trick episode for hat, pr- practically everyone. We had a Robbie yeah, Fabry hat trick episode. Time for a Joe Valeno hat trick episode. I'm about it. I'm about yeah. it. Um, for me, let's see. Do I even have an X factor, man? These these games are such tough. Like, yeah, it's hard to one dude is not going to be the difference. Yeah, like there, it gets unless like it's working. Like it's Unle- yeah. <sighs> Shoot, man. Um, I'm thinking. Take take the fourth line. You know you want to Carter yeah. Rowney. <laughs> If he even plays, I mean, he could be a healthy scratch. It's hard. By the end of the weekend, Carter Rowdy, four game goal streak. Fuck it. You know what? I'm going to go off the board. Uh, I'm going to go with Nick Letty on defense. Him getting up on the. I'm going to. I'm This is based on an assumption that he's going to stay on the top defensive pairing with Moritz Sider. Um, Him playing with Moritz Sider is going to stabilize them all together. He's playing with a better defenseman for with Moritz. Moritz Sider playing with a better defenseman on his left is going to make him a more stable defenseman and vice versa. Um, I think playing against tougher competition is going to bring the best out of Nick Letty. And I think with the fact that the trade deadline's coming up, it's going to, you know, he's just going to have a really good game. And uh, yeah, that's my X factor. I think Nick Letty's going to have a good one. Beauty. Yes, you are. Thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now I'll make your second listen locked on. Fantasy Hockey hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you make your help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Wow, not my best. Um, <laughs> Scotty, any final thoughts? Um, we ball. We absolutely ball. Um, before we sign off, I just want to you know give myself a quick pat on the back here. 
Uh, made it through a tough week. You did. Made Good job, through. buddy. Proud of you. Uh, only did four episodes. We cheated a little, but we made it through. We're fine. So, be back we with We ball regardless. We, we ball regardless. We'll be back with two game recaps and I think a game preview on Monday. No, that's not right. Just two game recaps on Monday. Same time, same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day. <laughs>